Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh-huh. I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock, look at the view from the top, researching rookies a lot, no, I just be listening to pods, yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger, let me just pass on the rock, browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing, what he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things, and there's Dennis the Bennett, yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean, dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round Table. Come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. Whoops, that did not work the way I thought it was going to. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. Matt and myself are back. Uh, we will be recapping the Monday Night Football game since we have not had a chance to talk about that since we've last seen you guys. We will talk about our top 12 rankings at each position. And then, of course, we will jump in and preview the what looks to be an awesome game tomorrow night between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt, how you doing on this beautiful Tuesday? Well, I'm just assuming since you're a, a big fan of what if that that opening right there was what if the host forgot they were doing a show that well i was actually grabbed so i'll just be 100 percent transparent got a lot of sickness going on at my house right now so i actually went to go get some like tea with some emergency in it to try and boost the immune immune system so old maddie b here doesn't get sick for all these big saturday shows and i didn't think it was going to take as long as it did i realized the intro music was rolling down i was like oh no and yeah, didn't make it back in time, but that's all right. You know, you know, we're all human, right? It, it's such a catchy beat. You know, sometimes just clapping along. No, yeah, I'm I, was, doing- I was, I was stirring to the thing, and I was like, wait a minute, that's the end of the. Oh, that's the end of the entry. Yeah, it's not, not pretty. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of sickness around here too. Uh, you guys know I got exposed to somebody who turned out to be COVID positive, which I found out on Monday. So I had to go do testing, and you got to love 
you know, you, you have to talk to your doctor and they're like, are you tired? Because apparently being tired is a symptom of COVID. And I'm like, what adults, uh, especially one that's, uh, that does a lot of fit football stuff during football season isn't tired. These uh, primetime games, including the one we saw on Monday, they're going until 10 p.m. And I'm not as young as I once was. Yeah, I mean, it's not fun for people like us. I'm pretty sure you get up really early in the morning. I mean, I'm having to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, I'll be honest. There's a lot of games. If if it's not a really good game before it gets close like to the fourth quarter or a team – that I'm really intrigued in watching. There's a lot of times I don't even finish watching the fourth quarter of those games. I'm just like, yeah, I'm up now. The Browns have a couple of games here in prime time that I will force myself to stay up. And then if it is a really good game, like I did stay up and watch the entire green Bay, San Francisco game that I, cause it was really good leading into it. But I have a feeling like this one by the third quarter, I might be able to sit there and be like, yeah, you know what? I probably don't need to finish watching this. There's a, uh, can't remember. I'm trying to remember who it is now that plays. There's actually a decent college game on Thursday night, Virginia Miami. So I may switch over and start watching the Virginia Miami game. Who knows? But uh, you know, I think Jamar Chase is going to have a great game. But we'll we'll dive into that and talk about that in a minute. Before we jump into the Monday night football game, we want to say we are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at Pigskin Pod Net on Twitter. You can search the hashtag TT. I'm sorry, TPPN. We are uh, we tag our shows with that. Everybody else does. You've got fantasy football, regular football, hockey, baseball, soccer. We've got it all there. I think wrestling there, too. I always forget to leave out the wrestling. We've got wrestling talk on there. It is a great podcast network to be a part of, so check them out if you want to get all of your information. We're also proud to be a part of the campstocanton.com website. So, Matt... Let's talk a little bit about that Monday night football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the San. Why was I going to say San Francisco 49ers? I just got the 49ers stuck in my brain. Now the Philadelphia Eagles were the team that they played and beat 41 to 14. Jalen Hurts put up a good fantasy game, but struggled mightily at times. What do you think of him moving forward? And what do you think this means for the Eagles and their passing weapons? Yeah, I mean, he, we've wondered whether he was going to be the answer at quarterback. I think Philadelphia is wondering that as well. You would have to say what you saw through about three quarters of that game wouldn't have made you feel incredibly comfortable about him being the the quarterback, the guy going forward for fantasy. He's always going to seemingly be okay. Um, you know, he ran for stuff. He got some garbage time points. Ends up not having too bad of a fantasy day, but I think the Eagles offense in general wasn't incredibly inspiring. Um, that gives me a moment of pause going forward. It's going to feel tough to feel great about Devonta Smith or Jalen Rager or even Dallas Goddard, even though we like their talent, um, you know, with the way this team is playing and with with what we saw on Monday night as they're playing better teams because it turns out the Falcons not that great. Yeah, no, uh, they they are not. Yeah, I think for fantasy, I'm really not worried about him. Uh, I think obviously with the rushing and everything, he's going to continue to produce. I've got him very high in my rankings this week because I expect it to be 
while I expect Kansas City to probably dominate this game, I think just garbage time alone, Jalen Hurts is going to be able to put up a lot of points here against Kansas City. But I'm with you. I do think it hurts some of these receivers, and I think some of it's game plan too. You know, we've seen a lot of talk about that with Justin Fields and that game against the Browns the other night, some of that being put on Justin Fields, some of that being put on Matt Nagy. I think you could say the same thing about Nick Sirianni. You know, we came out after that first game, we're like, wow, they did a great job implementing some college concepts. Jalen Hurts looked really good. And then I feel like they've gotten completely away from that the past two weeks, and I do think that that's hurt uh, hurts a little bit. It's definitely hurt Devonta Smith. They seem to be trying to just use him on like these deep routes. You know, I I'll be honest, I haven't gone back and like watched all of their games, so I don't know this for a fact. But they were I heard them saying today on SiriusXM that he seems to be struggling uh, when it gets a little bit physical right now against some of these corners. He's not running the most advantageous routes when it comes to what Hurts can do because Hurts, while he can throw deep is going to be better if you can get him get the ball out of his hand quicker, especially with how bad that offensive line is. And they're just not doing that. Rager definitely is a deep weapon. So, you know, that's probably why Goddard has been as good as he has been the past couple weeks for the Eagles. It's going to be interesting to see if they can improve on that at all. Obviously, they can't fire their offensive coordinator because it's the head coach. So we'll have to see if that improves at all. But at least for us on the fantasy side of things, it does look like he's at least going to be able to produce fantasy points-wise, almost like a – I hate to Blake put it Bortles. this way. That's who I was going to say. Yeah, it's almost yeah. reminiscent of the Blake Bortles, like just tons of garbage time points. And that's all that matters oh. for us. But And the big thing they were talking about on um, Monday night, I don't know if you if you caught any of this, was um, that the Eagles, to get Hurts going, they really needed to focus on all these short passing. Yeah. And you saw the Cowboys were just teeing up and jumping the short routes until they can hit some of those deep ones or if they – can't hit some of those deep ones you're not going to loosen anything up and yeah. i think he's going to continue the cowboys are probably the best defense they've faced and i wouldn't say they're a top 10 unit um you know fortunately it looks like the giants have some issues and washington hasn't been great so their division may help them but they're going to face you know philadelphia has to play the broncos yeah you know if you're We've seen the Broncos really tee off in these first three weeks with the secondary they have. If you're not really worried about somebody going over the top, they have these safeties, too, that are sitting underneath. That's what Simmons did to Zach Wilson on Sunday. That's what Kareem Jackson did to Trevor Lawrence. That's where these younger young quarterbacks, if they can't get any of the mid and deep, which it seems like that's what he's struggling with, people are going to start adjusting and sitting on that low route. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I, I probably agree with you that Dallas isn't top ten, but I think they're top twelve, thirteen. Like they've got a really good defense, much better than I thought they were going to be. And I also think that what hurt the Eagles this uh, Monday night was the fact that they only ran the ball three times with Miles Sanders. Like, I don't no, understand that calling. one bit. It, it, it was just, I think it was just a weird game. Well, I don't think they expected. He to get did come down from like the that, Frank Reich so. tree, so he saw what Frank Reich did with Jonathan Taylor and thought hold my beer yeah so i i think things will improve but for fantasy i'm not worried about it i do think if they don't continue to improve some in the passing game i wouldn't be surprised and not that any of us were endorsing having him as a dynasty guy anyways but i i do think that that could hurt hurts long-term potential with the Philadelphia Eagles if they don't continue to improve that route. Obviously, if Hurts isn't playing good, it's going to affect you everywhere. The only guy I truly feel comfortable right now with is Dallas Goddard. And that 
it's weird saying after the great game we saw out of Devonta Smith in week one, but he has really struggled to get off the line here these past two weeks. For the Cowboys, you know, the demise of Zeke Elliott, I think, was maybe a little bit premature. Uh, comes out, has a massive game. Uh, I, in mine, I, now this league, I get extra points for bonus stuff, like going over 100 yards. But he got me 25 points. It was massive for me in a big home league because I was down. Matt, get this. 42 points down going into Monday Night Football. The play, guy I was going against, C.D. Lamb, I had Zeke Elliott and Jalen Hurts. And I beat him by six. I was not expecting that one bit. Uh, so Zeke, you know, he had a great game. And so did Tony Pollard. And we've seen that they really want to use both of these guys. We were, we none of us really bailed off Zeke. But I, at least I'll speak for myself. I was hesitant to say Tony Pollard was a flex starter every single week. I have changed that. I think he's a flex starter every single week. What do you think about the Cowboys backfield? Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I like the usage, especially with uh, Gallup being out. That's been great. I actually have both of them inside my top 20 uh, this week because Dallas playing Carolina. I know they've had a decent defense, but I, I think Carolina's back end uh, has been dealt some blows. I also don't think Carolina has faced any teams that are as dynamic as Dallas, and they're going to be doing everything they can to stop that passing game, which is going to open up the middle. You totally called Monday night. You, you suggested tight end and Dalton Schultz. He looks like the man. Um, he look, Blake Jarwin actually looks like he's fading out. We thought maybe both of them were going to get a roll and eat into each other, and it looks like uh, Schultz has established himself. Pollard has established himself, kind of that short passing and mixing in. And I think Ezekiel Elliott, the only thing that they've been doing is trying to keep him fresh. Yeah, the only bad news is I'm pretty sure that I was on the Blake Jarwin train, not the Dalton Schultz train. So I got the position right that was going to have a good game, but not quite the player. But there have been a lot of people who are on Dalton Schultz. So hopefully if you listen, you're just like Matt's an idiot. Dalton Schultz is the guy. You started him because he obviously had a good game here. Uh, yeah, but I'm with you. As I said, I like both those guys, and I think easily Zeke, I think, I mean, Zeke's very high up my rankings this week, and I have not finished out my top 24 yet, but Pollard is in my top, I think I have him at 17. So I, I am right yeah, there with I'll you. He is high right. up for me. I have him at, uh, I have Pollard at 19 and Elliot okay. at six this week. Ooh, so we are very close. I think I have Elliot at four and Pollard oh, yeah. at I'm 17. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I gave so away our, our we were, Nah, that's all right. We'll get there. We'll get there later, so. All right, well, you know, you're about to hear our rankings, including Dennis's this week. You'll be very happy to know he put them on. He put them last week, and that's a, that's a my bad. But this week, I actually remember they're there. Uh, but if you want to get uh, other opinions, uh, Bob Harris has uh, the tools that helped him reach the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame, and he's making them available to you. At footballdiehards.com, you can get the Flash Update Pro, a full suite of tools to make you a better manager, rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. Anything you could want to help you dominate in your leagues. Use code ROUNDTABLE for an additional 15% off the already low price of $24. Yeah, and I mean, none of us would be offended if you went and used a guy like Bob Harris's rankings instead of ours. He is a Hall of Famer for a reason. Now, other people, like if you were to go to like an Austin Nace, 
Felix Sharp, I'd be offended. But Bob Harris, he's a Hall of Famer. So I, I would not be college rankings. Oh, yeah, definitely for college. Don't listen to me when it comes to college rankings. Go to Austin. Don't listen to Felix either. I mean, Felix keeps talking about Michael Penix, and he's, you know, I mean, he's not even really uh, – I don't even know if he's uh, worth uh, worth starting in any league at this point. All right, so let's talk about rankings, though. Our top 12, we always start with the quarterback position. Matt, I'll let you kick it off here. Who are your 12 through 6 for week 4 at the college uh, college quarterback position? So I'm going to start with Dennis first. Uh, not a lot of analysis, oh, okay. just going to yeah. give you his. Uh, he has Jalen Hurts at 12. Kirk Cousins uh, at 11, Aaron Rodgers at 10, Dak Prescott at 9, Matthew Stafford at 8, Russell Wilson at 7, and Lamar Jackson at 6. For me, I have Tom Brady at 12. It's not because I don't believe in him. It's just because I don't think the Patriots are good. And I don't think that they're going to have to have Tom Brady throw 55 times a game. Uh, I have Russell Wilson at 11. Some weird energy for the Seahawks right now. I don't know what to make of. Number 10, I have Derek Carr. The the dude has been lighting it up. I think he's got – he's averaging 400 yards a game or just about. Um, number nine, I have Jalen Hurts. We talked about he may not be my choice to be my starting quarterback in the NFL, but he's been good for fantasy. Number eight, I have Aaron Rodgers. Seven, Dak Prescott. Um, I think Carolina secondary has some questions. If you're trading for a Jacksonville defensive back, you have some questions yourself. And then number six, I have Matthew Stafford, the Rams. I think that Rams-Cardinals game is going to be a smoke show. All right, so for me at 12, I have Derek Carr. Uh, I thought about moving him a little bit higher, but I'm with you. At this point, there's no way I can leave him out of the top 12 with as good as he's been, even though I think the Chargers defense is very good. It was between him and Baker Mayfield for me at that 12 spot, and I just – I mean, Derek Carr's been more consistent putting up more points, so I had to throw him in there at 12. At 11, I've got Aaron Rodgers. Going up against Pittsburgh is not quite the matchup that it used to be. Even a guy like Aaron Rodgers could beat those defenses in the past, but Pittsburgh's defense just does not scare me anymore. They have been on a tear since week two. I think that continues because I don't think Pittsburgh can keep up. I think Rodgers is going to be able to throw on this defense for a little bit, and then once they get to it, they'll be able to run the ball to finish out the game. At 10, I have Russell Wilson. I expect the excuse me, the San Francisco 49ers and the Seahawks to have a really good game this week. Russell Wilson always seems to play well against this team. I don't know that it'll be a massive defensive game. We've seen the San, not San Francisco, Seattle kind of calling out everybody right now, trying to get back into this. So I think Russell Wilson is going to have a good game. At nine, I have Dak Prescott. I'm with you. Carolina's defense looked amazing through two weeks. Last week, I think, got exposed a little bit uh, on thir- Thursday, yeah, Thursday night football. I think Dak's going to be able to do a lot against me. It's it's amazing to me that the dude hadn't played football in like 30, not 36 months. What was it? No, yeah, about 36 Dak. months, was it? Are you yeah. talking about Dak? Yeah. It was about I was, like 11 months. What am I thinking of? 36 months would be three years. Golly, I'm off today, Mike. It game. might be That's 36 I weeks. Something. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's like 36 months doesn't sound right. I don't know, but it's a lot. He is 300 something days. We'll put it that way. 300 and something yeah, days. Sense. 360 something days. Maybe that's what I heard. So that's probably right. And the months thing is definitely wrong. Hey, you know what? Even if it was 300 months, wait, 30 months. Golly, I just need to give up. No, it was 300 months. Bad. He probably, you know, would have lived a lifetime. Math is hard. 
Math ain't what we're doing either. Pronouncing uh, ain't what we're doing. Math ain't what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, math has never been my strong suit if you guys haven't put that together at the moment. All right, let's just go with I'm pretty sure it was 300-something days. 360-something days is what I heard on the radio this morning. Had not thrown a pass because we did not see him play at all in the preseason. Uh, was not practicing much either because of that shoulder injury. And then comes out and has just been decimating these defenses. He has looked really good against Tampa Bay, who I know has had injuries in the secondary. But the Chargers, a good defense. And you know then, what I think it was? I think it was 336 days, and that's where you got the... That's probably right. That is probably right. Um, I've slept since then. I took a very nice nap today, and it's just completely messed my whole mind up. So, uh, But I, I expect him to go out there. I do have a good front seven. I like their defensive line. Their secondary still has questions for me. I think Dax will be able to go out and have a good game. At eight, Justin Herbert. I like this matchup here in Las Vegas. I think Herbert is the better quarterback, and – Las Vegas' defense has played pretty good, but Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler have just been phenomenal with Herbert so far this season. So I think Herbert's in for another big day. And then at seven, I have uh, Tom Brady. While I'm with you, New England, not a good team, and I don't think they're going to ask Tom Brady to pass it 58 times. I think Tom Brady wants to go out there and pass it 58 times. I have no doubt based on some of the stuff that his trainer Alex Guerrero has come out over the past couple weeks and said about stuff that went down between him and Bill uh, toward the end there that Brady does not Brady wants to go out there and pour it on now he is only I believe 68 yards away from passing Drew Brees which I imagine is going to happen on like the first or second drive because uh, I imagine they're not going to run the ball like that's the thing when they get up on New England I don't think they're going to turn around and hand the ball to Leonard Fournette and, uh, and and Rojo, I think it's going to be the Tom Brady show, and I expect Gronk to have a really good game here as well. I think they want to go up and kind of show show up Bill a little bit. And then at six, I have Matt Stafford. I expect, as you mentioned, that uh, that Rams-Arizona game is going to be – of course, I, we're going to say that it's going to be fireworks and it's going to end up like that Cowboys-Chargers game and be 17-20. to 20, But I expect a lot of points to get scored in that, and therefore I have Matt Stafford very high. Yep, so for Dennis, his top five, he has Justin Herbert at five, Tom Brady at four. So he's more bullish than either of us that Brady's going to destroy his old team. Kyler Murray at three, Patrick Mahomes at two, and Josh Allen at one. Uh, my top five, I have Lamar Jackson at five. Um, I know Denver's defense is good, but Jackson is probably the best running back for his team. Uh, in addition to being the quarterback, I think he'll be fine. I have Justin Herbert at four. I think that Chargers-Raiders game is going to be incredibly high scoring as well. Um, the Raiders have been in, in several shootouts. Uh, we saw that when they played the Ravens. I think the Chargers are better than the Ravens. Uh, number three, Kyler Murray. Uh, then I have Josh Allen at two. A pretty good matchup this week for the Bills. We saw him bounce back to form. And number one for me is Patrick Mahomes because an angry Patrick Mahomes against the Philadelphia Eagles squad uh, spells trouble for me. Yeah, I broke the rule this week, too. Kyler Murray is not my QB1 either. I feel like we were talking about we wouldn't move him off. He he got moved off this week. Uh, so at five for me is Jalen Hurts. Uh, again, I mentioned earlier, while Hurts is not looking great NFL-wise, he's been great for fantasy, and I expect him to be able to put up a lot of garbage time points here against KC. At four, I have Josh Allen. 
you know, their running game, while it hasn't been super productive, they've still relied on it a little bit here. I don't know that Houston puts up a massive fight. I think they're going to be able to get up early on the Texans and then maybe use the run game in the third, not probably not the third, but the fourth quarter where Allen doesn't have to do as much. Still likely going to have a very good game. He's really bounced back after that poor first game. At three, I have Lamar. I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver ends up winning this game, but what with Lamar can do with his legs, and I don't know that he does much, but they're activating Rashad Bateman off IR this week. I don't know if he plays in the game, but I do think that means good things for Lamar moving forward. I expect Lamar, just because of what he can do with his legs, that running game did not look impressive last week. He'll be able to put up some points. At two, I have Kyler Murray, because as we've just talked about, Twice now, that game against the Rams is going to be a shootout, and then I'm with you. Mahomes, one and two right now. Everybody all of a sudden saying the Kansas City Chiefs are not that good, going up against a bad Philadelphia Eagles team. Mahomes is going to light the world on fire this week, and if he doesn't, it's going to be a very weird show on Monday, but I I have a feeling they're going to correct a lot of things here with Kansas City, uh, and Mahomes is going to go out and have a really, really big week. Let's hear who Dennis has between uh, from 12 to 6 at the running back position. So Dennis went with Nick Chubb at 12, Saquon Barkley at 11, Jonathan Taylor at 10. He might be the last true believer. Uh, number 9, Chris Carson, uh, DeAndre Swift at 8, Ezekiel Elliott at 7, and Najee Harris at 6. I went a little bit different. So I have Kareem Hunt at 12. Um I like the, what the Browns are doing with their running backs. I have James Robinson at 11. Um, you you can run on uh, the Bengals, and James Robinson looked like the best part of the Jaguars' offense last week. I have Dalvin Cook at 10. It looks like he's tracking toward playing. I just don't think he's back to full load. I think we're going to see more Madison. We're also going to see passing. I have uh, Joe Mixon at 9. He'd be higher, except for I think they're going to bomb over the top against the Jaguars. Uh, I have Najee Harris at eight. I think he's still going to get passing game work. Number seven, I have DeAndre Swift, and then I have Ezekiel Elliott at six. All right, so for me, I've got at 12 – oh, what I do? There we go. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I like uh, – he, he looked like he really bounced back last week against New Orleans – against New Orleans, against Atlanta. They get New Orleans this week. Their defense has not been as fearsome as I thought they might be. I think he's finally starting to round back and form a little bit. I think he's just going to continue to get better, be the Barkley of old. I've got him at 12. At 11, I have Najee Harris at Green Bay. Again, I think Green Bay is going to get up on him pretty quickly. I don't think any of us think Najee is going to be doing much for you on the ground anymore, but 19 targets last week. I'm all for it, especially if Deontay is out again. We saw Juju's now a little bit beaten up. Najee, I mean, there was a play last week. It was a fourth and 10 where Big Ben didn't even try to go down the field. He just dumped it off to Najee. It's like he said, Hut, two seconds in, dumped it to Najee and just expected him to go, which is great for us as fantasy owners. Pittsburgh fans were probably ripping their hair out. But I, I think it's going to continue that way. Najee, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't drop out of my top 12 because I think he's just going to continue to get targets. Likely he's not going to do much through the air or through on the ground, but he's going to continue through the air. It's funny that you mentioned Jonathan Taylor at 10 for Dennis and being the last true believer. I have Jonathan Taylor at 10 this week as well. I just can't quit him. I mean, they do get Miami, who I don't think has been great so far to start off this season. Frank Wright can't 
go and wait. Yeah, he can't go zero and four, right? Are they? Do they win a game? They did. No, wait, no. they didn't. They're zero three. He's got to realize that Jonathan Taylor is his best weapon. Carson Wentz is beat up. Hand the ball off. You've got a great offensive line. I, I, I mean, if it's not this week. But that's the thing. They don't have a great offensive line right now. That line is beat to hell. It's better than my – well, is it better than Miami's defensive line? I think it can be. I don't – I'm not moving him off 10. He's staying there. Jonathan Taylor, whether this is just me willing it into the universe because I need it, they need to lean on him. They, they cannot continue to not give him the ball. At nine, I had Antonio Gibson. They've got Atlanta. I mean, just he's awesome. We saw it last week. Hopefully they continue to get him the ball more in the passing game. He should continue to smash it. Eight, I have Nick Chubb. You know, Minnesota's defense had looked a lot better last week. Granted, I know it was Seattle, and Seattle can't decide, you know, if they're going to pass one week or run the next week. Still, their defense has been improving over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I, you know, hesitant to think he has a huge game, plus the way they've been using Kareem Hunt as well, I think limits his upside. But I do have him coming in at eight. At seven, Alvin Kamara, they get the Giants. I think he'll be fine and in for a good game. And then at six, I have Aaron Jones. As I mentioned earlier, I think Green Bay is going to be able to get up on them fairly easily earlier in the game and then rely on Aaron Jones late in the game to close it out. Plus, he's very good even when it is a close game. So Aaron Jones up there for me. Um, I will mention, I almost put James Robinson up in my top 10. The one thing about the Bengals, granted, they played the Vikings, which was Dalvin Cook, who is very good. But then they had the Bears and the Steelers. We've seen Najee struggled. They haven't allowed more than 60-yard rushing this year to a, to a running back. So that does worry me a little bit. Where they have given up is in the passing game. Dalvin Cook, Najee, and I actually think Montgomery might have done pretty good as well against them through the air. So, or was it 60? Maybe it was, or they're averaging 60 on the ground. I'm sorry. They gave up more than 60 to somebody, but they're only averaging Dalvin 60. Cook, I think he got 80 or 90. Okay. I'm but not working right now. Gotcha. Okay. I'm almost positive that the, it was his average is like 60 yards on the ground against him. So they've been fairly good on the ground, but they have given up a lot of receiving work to the running backs. I mean, I, I was looking at Montgomery the other day, and I think he had like three or four catches for 20 yards. Calvin but, Cook only had 61 yards rushing. Oh, okay. So, and I, I let me look, because I, I was trying to pull up Montgomery's. Montgomery had 61 as well. So they, they've been pretty good, but they have given up a lot of the receiving work. That that was the one reason I, I have Robinson at 13. I thought about putting him in my top 12 with you, and I was like, well, I worry a little bit about that, but if he gets through with the receiving work, you know, especially if Carlos Hyde continues to not be a factor. Look, this season has been garbage all over the place, so <laughs> rankings. Uh, Dennis is top five. He has Aaron Jones at five, Austin Eckler at four, Alvin Kamara at three, Joe Mixon at two. He's very bullish on uh, them ground and pounding it, I guess, Thursday night, and Derrick Henry at one. Um, just a reminder, Christian McCaffrey is out, so no disrespect from any of us to Christian McCaffrey. He's not available. Uh, for me, top five, I have Nick Chubb at five. I can't quit you, Nick Chubb. Number four, I have Alvin Kamara. Number three, Austin Eckler, who has been incredible 
uh, in the passing game after not getting a single target week one. It's like somebody sent Justin Herbert a message. Uh, Justin Herbert remembered Austin Eckler was on his fantasy team. I don't know <laughs> what, but thank you, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Number two, Aaron Jones. Uh, dude has, what, five touchdowns in three games? Yeah. Unbelievable. And then number one, Derrick Henry. Uh, so my top five at five, I have DeAndre Swift. Uh, they have been using him a ton of the in the receiving game. He's gotten some work here as well. Uh, rushing, uh, I do not. I'm not worried about the Chicago Bears defense. So I, I think DeAndre Swift uh, is going to continue to be a very good running back. I have him top five this week for Austin Eckler, based on everything you mentioned. Outside of Week One, dude, I feel like he's caught 50 passes in the last three weeks. Uh, he has just been. Been there for Justin Herbert. At three, I have Zeke Elliott. Again, I mentioned earlier, really good game Monday night. I think he's bouncing back, you know, having Dak back. Is that I, I have not watched a lot of hard knocks, but they really seem to emphasize the really good friendship between the two of those. I think having Dak back is a big boost for Zeke. I think he's going to continue to be on a tear this season. At two, I have Joe Mixon because it's very interesting. I want to say it was Jeff Bell who tweeted this out. That one is Derrick Henry tied with Christian McCaffrey. I don't care that he's not playing. Christian McCaffrey's the best running back in the NFL. Uh, but uh, I think Jeff Bell tweeted this out. Coming into the season, we hoped that Joe Mixon would be getting the receiving volume that Derrick Henry is getting. And then we hoped that, uh, what was it? I don't remember now. I'm just going to mess it up. I'm going to butcher But pretty much the narrative of the story was Derrick Henry is getting all these pass catches and Joe Mixon is actually getting the rushing work that we thought maybe Derrick Henry was going to get. Either way, they're both going to be very good this week. They're my top two running backs as well. Let's talk about wide receivers. Who does Dennis have uh, for his 12 through 6? So at 12, he has Tyler Lockett for Seattle. At 11, he has Justin Jefferson. Uh, 10, DJ Moore. 9, Terry McLaren. 10, or 8, DK Metcalf. 7, Keenan Allen. And at 6, he has C.D. Lamb. I went ahead. Um, I was looking at the scoring through three weeks because, you know, once is an accident, two is an interesting, three is a trend. Uh, and I'm looking at who is actually putting up the points now, um, you know, and there's some injuries out there. DeAndre Hopkins a little banged up. Uh, just seeing the way some of these teams are playing. So my my top 12 is going to sound a little bit different this week. At 12, I have Adam Thielen. He continues to be, you know, we've talked about touchdown regression for years. It ain't happening. Number 11, I have Tyler Lockett. 10, I have Chris Godwin. Uh, we saw him getting handoffs. We see that he's kind of a possession receiver right now. He seems to be one of Brady's favorite targets. Uh, at 9, I have C.D. Lamb. Um, you know, Dak was going to him heavily. Cooper's still a little bit banged up. Number 8, I have Calvin Ridley. It's a good matchup. They don't have anyone else. I still believe in the talent. I'm not ready to quit him yet. Number 7, I have Justin Jefferson. Um, the Vikings have been killing it with those two receivers. And number six for me, Jamar Chase. I saw what Cortland Sutton did to the Jaguars two weeks ago. You can't tell me Jamar Chase isn't going to do that plus a couple of touchdowns. Number one in your hearts, baby, and number one in the jersey. I, I love what Jamar Chase is doing. It's funny because uh, really quick, in my home league, I took him at four. I wanted Kyle Pitts. Someone took Pitts. I was like, well, I'm just going to take Jamar Chase. And – some people jumped on me. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess drops don't matter. <laughs> they
they don't because he hasn't dropped shit in the pre well, in the regular season. You know, and this is where I want to give props to I think it was Felix who was talking about it on the Debbie debate preseason yeah. about how Jamar Chase, the way that he played, he's a very contact player. Yeah. Uh, and you, you don't really get that in camp. You know, they're not trying to nail the number five overall pick. Right. When they're playing team on team. And even in the preseason, we didn't get enough of that. And you're not really going out in your regular rhythm. It seems like he, he has been the game day player that we thought he might be. George Kittle misses practice with a calf injury. Gotta love it. Got to love it. He's my very Scott high. Fishbowl team does not love it. <laughs> very high in my tight end rankings. All right, wide receiver rankings at twelve. I have Keenan Allen. Uh, I know that the Raiders have been very good this year, but as I mentioned earlier, I mean this Chargers offense is just rolling right now, and Allen has been phenomenal. I've got Mike Williams in my top fifteen as well. Those two have just been dynamic for Herbert this year. At 11, this might be a little bit bold. I'm going Debo Samuel. He's been really good to kick off this season. I know we saw Ayuk really kind of start to get more involved in this offense in that Monday or Sunday night game against the Packers. But until Debo gets hurt, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks up here around this top 15 area. I like the matchup this week against Seattle. Again, they're just not quite the defense we're used to. At 10, I have DK Metcalf. Uh, you know, I, I'm more bullish on him than Lockett this week. Uh, I could be wrong as Lockett uh, had really two good weeks and a down week last week. I, I think Metcalf has the better matchups this week, so I'm going him at 10. At 9, I have Stephon Diggs. He's got Houston. Again, I think Josh Allen and this offense can be able to get up early on the Texans. They'll be able to run it late, but Diggs will get his. At eight, I have DeAndre Hopkins. A little bit worried about that injury. And even though when he's gone up against Ramsey in the past, he's gotten the better of Ramsey. I think with an injury, that may kind of equal the playing field a little bit because I doubt Hopkins sits. Dude always plays even when he's injured. But I think that could help it make it a little bit easier for Ramsey to cover him. Still a top eight wide receiver for me, though. Number seven, C.D. Lamb. Again, I think Carolina's secondary, not quite that good. Uh Mari Cooper hopefully will be back this week, which could take some targets away from Lamb. Still, he Lamb. On night. Yeah, but I mean, like, back fully healthy. He's still dealing with that, that rib injury. I, I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't watch the entire game. I don't feel like he was as involved as he was at least back in week one. So I think the, the sooner we get – oops, sorry. The sooner we get – or the lo- longer we go, the healthier he's going to be, the more involved he gets. And then at six, I have Terry McLaurin. It's got the Atlanta Falcons. Taylor Haneke just seems to be looking for him almost everything, much to the detriment of Logan Thomas, it feels like at times. But uh, I'm all in on McCoy. So Dennis has Jamar Chase at five. He's also a true believer. Uh, Stefan Diggs at four. Uh, Tyreek Hill at three. Devontae Adams at two. And Little Cooper Cup at number one. You're going to be curious what you say number five for me mike williams chargers i don't hate it i i, I tried to get him in my top 12 he's been phenomenal he i mean really I, has. I looked at the scoring and you know so i actually have him i have keenan allen at 14 i don't have him that far off but mike williams they talked about him in joe lombardi's system playing the michael thomas role he is actually on pace to have the target share that thomas had in 2019 and he's been as productive um, number four, I have DJ Moore. 
Uh, I think he's going to be even more heavily involved than he already has been with CMC missing and going against the Cowboys. I think that's going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game. Three, I have Tyreek Hill. I think Hill and Kelsey, we're going to see a week one-like performance as as the Chiefs get back on track. Number two, I have Cooper Cup. He's been incredible. Uh, but number one still for me is Devontae Adams. He, I mean, there is nothing that I've seen the last few weeks that makes me think Aaron Rodgers isn't looking for him the same way Stafford's yeah. looking for Cup. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, at five is Tyree Kill for me. I'm with you. I think they're just going to throw all over Philly. He he probably should be a little bit higher, but was shut down a little bit last week. I think that that might be the guy they try and slow down. Uh, I mean, I think Kelsey's going to go absolutely nuts in this game. Uh, we saw uh, how well the the Cowboys were successful against them at the tight end position, as I mentioned last week. So I think it's more of a Kelsey game, but Hill's going to get his at four. I have Jamar Chase. I, I think he's going to go off tomorrow night. I mean, he's the first rookie ever to have four touchdowns in four games. I think that's going to continue. Would not be surprised if he scores another one uh, tomorrow and I wouldn't be surprised if he scores two tomorrow. We haven't even – the funny thing about that is we haven't even seen him have a real breakout game. Like, he's only had around 50 to 60 receiving yards. We haven't seen, like, that huge 100-plus receiving yard game with multiple touchdowns. I think that could be coming tomorrow night. Their best cornerback was C.J. Henderson, and they got rid of him for Dan Arnold, of all people. I don't know. Dan Arnold be- better have one hell of a game. He's gonna, you know, watch. He's gonna score like three touchdowns tomorrow night. But I'm, uh, which I hope not, because I picked up Cincinnati's defense as a streamer because I think they're gonna have a really good game. Yeah, so that means they're gonna suck, folks. (laughs) Pivot and pivot quickly. Uh, At three, I have. Hey, you know, whenever we're all in on someone, it seems this year we're we're dead wrong. Uh, Calvin Ridley at three. Washington has not quite been the defense we thought it was gonna be. He's still been getting the targets. I think he'll have a good game this week. At two, I'm with you. I have Cooper Cup. Dude's been phenomenal, but I can't move Devontae Adams off the top spot unless he's unhealthy because he's getting the volume, and I'm just being honest, he's the better wide receiver, and he's got the better quarterback. So I'm I'm taking Devontae Adams all day, every day at one. Uh, I think we could just kind of run through our top 12 tight ends because I feel like really the only ones that matter are one, which is Travis Kelsey, so. Yep. Uh, so Dennis has Robert Tanyan at 12, Tyler Higby at 11, Rob Gronkowski at 10, probably down because of the rib injury a little bit. Number nine, Kyle Pitts. Number eight, Dallas Goddard. Seven, Mark Andrews. Number six, Logan Thomas. Number five, George Kittle. We hope he plays. Number four, Noah Fant. Number three, TJ Hawkinson. Two, Darren Waller. And one, Travis Kelsey. I have Austin Hooper. At 12, um, got a big touchdown last week. Seems like he's been getting back into it a little bit. I have Kyle Pitts at 11, fingers crossed. 10, I have Tyler Higby, also had a big touchdown last week. Number nine, Dallas Goddard. Number eight, I have Logan Thomas. Seven, Noah Fant. Uh, I think he could be in for a big game against the Ravens or a little weaker in the middle. Uh, six, I have Mark Andrews. Five, George Kittle. Four, I have Darren Waller for the Raiders. Three, TJ Hawkinson for the Lions, too. I have Gronkowski. I think he at 100% gets a touchdown. I think it's not only Brady's homecoming, it's Rob Gronkowski's homecoming, too. And number one, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I wanted to move um, 
Gronk higher. I don't have him quite as high. Oh no, I thought I had mine pulled up. I didn't. That was that was smart on my end. Sorry, I got a, a text message from somebody and I got all excited about something. All right, so at twelve, I have Tyler Higby. You know what? I mean, he had a good game last week, and I, you know, much like Matt Burning pronounced his demise, uh, that was maybe a little bit premature. I think it's going to be a good game against Arizona. I think he's going to be up there again this week. At eleven, I have Rob Gronkowski. I do expect him to have a good game, but I th- and again, granted, two touchdowns could get you tied in too. I don't know that he gets a lot of yards. I do think he scores at least once, if not twice. I just like a couple tight ends more than him. Ten is Noah Fant. I'm with you. I think he could have a good game against this Baltimore defense. At nine, I have Dallas Goddard going up against Kansas City. He really seems to be the only weapon that Hurts can get the ball to quickly and efficiently. Expect him to go out there and have a game. I'm not really that fearful of of Casey's linebackers or, in all honesty, really their secondary. They they've been able to be passed on, and I think Goddard's going to be the main guy here. At eight, Dawson Knox, baby, I'm all in. Uh, he's been phenomenal for two weeks. They're going against the Houston Texans. I, I can't, I can't, I can't quit him. I'm, the I'm hottest in. hot take of the day. Hey, he's going to finish 18, but I'm all in on him. I, I got him back in a couple of my teams. I let him go. He's back. And we're, we're all back in on the Dawson Knox train. It's finally his year at seven. I just can't quit Kyle Pitts. I mean, I know he wasn't even targeted, I think, until the third quarter last week, but uh, he's going up against Washington again. Their defense has not been great. Six, the guy on the opposite side of the field of him, Logan Thomas. You know, I think Thomas could easily be a top three tight end with the way tight ends have been going this year, but he's just not getting – he's getting targets, but he's not getting the catches. You know, we'll see what happens this week. You know, more more Henneke gets involved in this offense because I don't know when we're going to get Ryan Fitzpatrick back. It's not going to be anytime soon, though. Five, Mark Andrews. He looked really good. Uh, the past two weeks started to get more and more involved in this offense. Uh, him and Lamar, I think, have always had a really good rapport. Uh, I think he is going to be, especially with the fact that Hollywood drops everything thrown at him. So I think Mark Andrews and his sure hands will be good this week. I have Kittle at four right now. A little bit worried about seeing the injury. He just always seems to torch the Seahawks. But he's dealing with a calf injury now. So a, 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 a note just came across, so we'll see what happens with that. At three, TJ Hawkinson. I know he only got two targets last week and two catches. He's going to be fine. It's just one of those weeks. Two, Darren Waller, the baller. He's just phenomenal, and that game is going to be high scoring. And then, of course, number one is Travis Kelsey. All right, well... Week three of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four, which if you want to do that, you got to get with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game and receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook's not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with Daily Fantasy, and they're giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN. 
this week at DraftKingsSportsBook.com, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimal $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so let's preview that Thursday night football game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's start with the less interesting side here, and that's Jacksonville. Andrew Norwell, the guard, is questionable. The Jaguars have struggled to cover before trading their cornerback, C.J. Henderson. What are we expecting from – that's not what I wanted to talk about. Trevor Lawrence has struggled, though, and so has that defense. Can he get it right tomorrow night, and does the Dan Arnold trade mean anything? And I mean anything. I don't know about you, um, what you're going to say, but my personal feeling is Dan Arnold has to learn a new system coming over on an extraordinarily short week. I bet he's an inactive. I think they went and got him because they must think tight end's important, and James O'Shaughnessy went on IR. Um, For Trevor Lawrence – the Bengals probably are not the greatest secondary he's faced uh, so far, um, but he's been very uneven. He's struggled to complete passes. You know, I think we've we've seen a lot of people talk about how all these rookie quarterbacks have looked like rookies, and the coaching staffs maybe are not helping him that much. James, or they finally got James Robinson involved in going. I think a running game is going to be his kind of best friend. If they can hang in the game, my concern, if you were hoping to see Lawrence bounce back, would be if they get behind early, which seems pretty possible when you're facing Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, that puts more pressure on him to go out there and try to make big plays, and that's where it seemed like he's he struggled the most. I think it's going to take a little while longer for them to, for him to get on track. I think by the end of the season, we're going to see more of those flashes of things we saw at Clemson, but it's, it's a learning process. And um, I'm personally just hoping we see another solid game for DJ Chark. I think if they can develop some more chemistry, that's really going to be better. Marvin Jones has done some good things for them, but Chark is a better talent for me. Yeah, I'm with you. It was great to see Robinson get it more involved. I do think that's going to help this offense. He's just better than Carlos Hyde. We talked about it at the beginning of the year when Hyde got all that run. Said eventually Robinson's going to get involved here. I do hope that that chemistry continues between him and Shark. We saw it week one. We saw it last week. But Cincinnati's defense has been a lot better than we kind of given them credit for to kick off this season. They've been in every single game. They have not gotten blown out. We just mentioned that rush defense is a lot better than either one of us thought it was. And then we looked at it like, wow, like they've they've actually done a really good job. And so has their secondary. Like they've been a good defense. And Lawrence has struggled. And I don't know that that's all on Lawrence. I do think some of that is on the coaching staff, as you just mentioned. I'm not – I don't think Lawrence is going to go out there and have a good game. I, I think he'll be fine. I'm not starting him in fantasy, even in Superflex, if you can sit him, because I just don't think he's going to put up a lot of points. But – to give like any Jags fans any hope. And I wish I could remember all three of the quarterbacks that were attributed to this, but I can't remember. He's thrown two interceptions every single game to start off his uh, his rookie season. Uh, the only other quarterbacks to do that to start off their, their year, I know was Peyton Manning was one of them. I can't remember who the other one is, but it was three Hall of Famers. So 
not to indicate that Lawrence is going to be a Hall of Famer, but sometimes rookie quarterbacks struggle. Like, we can't – I mean, if we just use this class in general, Mac Jones hasn't looked great at times. Zach Wilson looks lost at times out there. We saw Justin Fields have a horrible debut. Trey Lance has barely gotten on the field. It's not this, – this rookie class has not been that great. We can't just assume that these guys are always going to come out and look like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow when they first came out. So we got to give them a little bit of time. I think Lawrence is going to need some time because I also think it's fair to say he's got the worst team around him out of everybody. Like I know that the, the, maybe the Jets right now because of the injuries they've had at their offensive line, but they've at least got weapons around him. Like I, I mean, I like Chark. But I don't really know what he is. I mean, Corey Davis is still a proven wide receiver. You've got uh, Elijah Moore, who uh, they're just not, I don't think, getting the ball enough to. They don't have any real running backs back there. But it's they're not a good team. we got to give them time. I don't expect him to be able to do much tomorrow night, though, against the Bengals. On the Bengals side here, that's who I really wanted to talk about with the cornerback. Obviously, they lo- the Jaguars trade away C.J. Henderson. What are you expecting from Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd in this game, knowing now that T. Higgins is again going to miss this week? Yeah, and I think also something to be monitoring, Riley Reef, uh, one of their tackles is questionable, um, you know, you can't do anything if you don't have enough time to throw. Fortunately, the Jaguars' pass rush doesn't strike fear in the heart of a lot of people. But, um, you know, I think we covered it when we did our rankings. I think Chase is going to be great. But we saw Tyler Boyd really step up and be great last week, too. I think it's going to be a good game for Mixon. Those are really going to be their their big weapons. Burroughs seeming more and more comfortable every week that we go through as he returns from that injury. He's got great rapport with Jamar Chase. They have four touchdowns already in three games I would expect they have at least five but maybe six or seven by the end of uh, of this game the Bengals look really good to start the season they could potentially come out of this three and one and be challenging you know depending on how things shake out challenging you know either tied for first or in first place in the AFC North which is a great place to be after four weeks and I'm gonna be honest I I get I don't see them going away Uh, and I mean I I don't think I don't think it was unfair what anybody thought about the Bengals, right? We were all worried about that defense and worried about Joe Burrow, and both have looked great to start off the season. We There's no way we could have known, especially the Joe Burrow thing with what he did to his his knee and the way he tore it up. But the defense has looked good as well. Like I, I think Cincinnati might be in for a playoff run this year. I, I, I don't know that they make it, but I think they're going to stay relevant all season long because, again, that defense has been really good. And, yeah, we talked a lot about it with Jamar Chase. You know, we didn't get to talk a lot about Tyler Boyd because he's not, not in our top 12. I think I have him at 26, so I'm expecting a decent day from him. High-end wide receiver three. Um, and a lot of that, I think, is because Joe Mixon's going to get a lot of run in this game too. I, just, I don't think it's going to be very competitive. But Chase is the one. I think it's just he's their big play guy right now. I think he's going to have a couple big plays in this one. It's going to be a big game for the Bengals, which likely means we're headed for like a 13-10 Thursday night football game. Because that's just what happens to us when we're always expecting these great Thursday night football games. But it's Thursday night football. We're already almost a quarter of the way through the season. So I'm going to enjoy it regardless if it's good or not. I'm taking the Bengals to win this game. Who are you and Dennis picking? We're all taking the Bengals. Figures. Figures. All right. so So Trevor Lawrence, first win confirmed. Yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, so a little bit of housekeeping notes. There may or may not be a live show Friday uh, based on some certain things. Obviously, we don't do Thursday shows anymore, so enjoy the Thursday night football game. If there isn't, I will do my best to at least get you guys who we picked and some different stuff for Friday. Hopefully, me and Dennis are going to be able to get together as Matt will be out this Friday. Uh, but if not, we will keep you guys updated through Twitter, and we will have something drop on Friday. We won't do – I will make sure that I at least do something, but there's some timing issues right now possibly that may lead us not to be able to do a live show. But we will drop something on Friday for you guys. Enjoy the Thursday night football game. Jamar Chase going over 102, calling it right now, until Friday or Monday. We will see you guys again soon. Have a good weekend. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable...